This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 22 is brought to you by my book, No Nonsense Forex Trading Psychology. I know some of you are new, and even if you're not new, let me tell you about this. I wrote a book that has helped change the way people trade. And I have been told on numerous occasions that this book carries over into the investment world as well. And you can go look right now on Amazon. It is only available on Kindle and probably will be for a while for what it's worth. But over 155 star reviews on Amazon and the written reviews say it all. If you buy this book, you will constantly have a reference you can refer back to every time you're facing a difficult decision in your trading or investments. Uh, Because as you know by now, these situations come up no matter what you are doing. Uh, The book is available on Amazon Kindle in seven different locations in the world. If you like the way I talk, if you like the way I write, it is essential reading. Pick it up. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and good Saturday morning to all of you. And if you are somewhere else in the world apart from North America, good whatever it is, wherever you are, um, because we have something very global today. I do understand we might be going through a little bit of ETF fatigue. Um, I would try to get over that as soon as possible because there are more coming down the pike. However, uh, what I have for you today are five actual companies that you can pick up pretty much anywhere in the world, no matter where you are. Companies that often pay very high dividends. Companies that can automatically give you a ton of commodities exposure. Um, And companies that are not ETFs, so you don't have to deal with the fees. Um, But just like the broad commodities ETFs, like we spoke about in episode 19, they give us lots of different commodities exposure without giving us a ton of risk. And this is something we really like. I don't know if you remember the video. I will link it down below. But I am in favor of putting together different soccer teams for the commodities that you like. This is a concept I borrowed from a man named Simon Popple in the UK. And what it says is to have defensive plays and offensive plays all together. So your keepers and your backs are going to be your more defensive plays. Then your mids are going to be a little more offensive. Then if you want, you know, have kind of those junior minors, you know, those high flying, you know, plays up front as your strikers. Uh, But have a mix of all of it. Commodities themselves are already inherently risky. So sitting there with a bunch of strikers on your team is just flat out stupid because what's going to happen is you could be dead right on the commodity and still end up losing money because not all those juniors are going to make it. So we're going to spend some time and we have already spent some time and we will continue to spend time on those plays that should be further back, your goalies and your backs, because they are extremely important to any investment portfolio because they carry less risk, but they're still commodities. So they do carry a nice amount of upside as well. Now, because these things aren't high flyers, this is probably an episode that's not going to get as many eyes on it as others. And if you know anything about the history of this channel, this is typically a sign um, because fans of the channel already know some of my least viewed and least listened to episodes, when it was all said and done, turned out to be some of the most essential. 
And that soccer team episode is one of them. So check out down below in the show notes if you have not seen that video. Uh, you're going to want to. It certainly applies to what we do here on this podcast. Um, but let me tell you one more exciting aspect of these larger mining companies. You know, with commodities, it's kind of tough. You know, we started this podcast back when pretty much everything was cheap. And wouldn't you know, a lot of stuff isn't cheap anymore. As we go along, it's going to be a bit of a hunt to find things that still have real value behind them. And many of these things do. Don't always look at the price. You know, I said it before, I'm going to say it a million times. A fool knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. So we're going to talk about things down the road that might have a higher price than you might be comfortable with, but value-wise still carry tremendous upside. But that being said, just in terms of pure price, if you zoom out and look at the one-year chart, a number of these have come up and then come right back down, which means over time we might have what, fans of the podcast? How well do you know this podcast? If something goes up and then comes back down and then levels off, we may have discovered a really nice boom-bust echo situation in some of these stocks. And if we do, I'm picking one up. I've done the research. I already know which one I want. But what we're going to do here is point out the top five mining companies in the world right now. And like I said, no matter where you are in the world, these will be very easy to get your hands on because they're everywhere. But you're going to need to do the research and find out which one is right for you. And I'm going to set you up for that today. Now, all ticker symbols will be different depending on where you are, so I'm just going to list the companies down below in the show notes, and I'm going to spend the remainder of this podcast telling you a little bit about them, um, because I'm telling you, I think when it's all said and done, this is going to be one of those sneaky good episodes uh, that I know my hardcores are going to listen to, but I feel like there's going to be a handful of people out there that skip this one. Oh, and I should mention, too, that I think the House Infrastructure Bill just passed this morning, so uh, these things are in play now. Uh, so the timing is good. Let's get into it. Now, for starters, we're going to go top down. The number one mining company in the world is BHP. They are out of Australia, and they are gigantic. Um, I was actually looking at them uh, right when they were near $80 USD, um, but they have dropped since. Now, what are you getting with BHP? Um, primarily, you are getting nickel, copper, iron ore, oil, coal, metallurgical coal, more specific, so the one that doesn't pollute as bad, and potash, or potash, depending on where you are in the world. Now, they do have a bit of gold and silver here and there, and from what I heard, and I dropped the ball on this one, I spoke, actually spoke to them, and I should have mentioned this, but I forgot. I had heard a while back, somebody said there was a uranium component to them as well. Uh, but you're just going to have to give them a call yourself, and with offices everywhere in the world, that should not be hard to do. Uh, now, you might wonder, you know, with commodities going up the way they have, why did the price of this stock drop? Uh, well, it's for the same reason the next one dropped, too, and to a lesser degree, the one after that. They were big dealers with China, and China has decided to slow down. And if you're an Aussie company, China has decided to shut you out altogether in some cases. Yeah, but when these things were running, they were running, sometimes approaching new highs or close to them. So keep an eye on BHP. And number two on our list, Rio Tinto, also out of Australia. Nice job, Australia. You are going to have a little bit of a different uh, commodities portfolio here. So with Rio Tinto, you will get 
again, primarily iron ore, aluminum, copper, diamonds, check that out, lithium, salt, and titanium dioxide. So I really like this, having two gigantic miners like that with different portfolios for you to choose from. I think it's a great thing. Most people are easily going to gravitate to one or the other. Uh, but let me go ahead and give you a third option here. And number three on the list is going to be Vale out of Brazil. So for all of you uh, old school UFC fans, think Vale Tudo, V-A-L-E. And slightly less exposure to China from what I found, but still dropped all the same. So the value could really be there. Uh, now with Vale, here's what you get. Primarily, iron, copper, nickel, manganese, and coal. Somebody go out there and find me a coal stock that's cheap right now. You won't. Yeah, but you can get some exposure here. Now moving on to number four. We have Glencore out of Switzerland. Now unlike the three that I've just spoken about before it, over the past 12 months, the price of Glencore has not dropped. It's been on a nice, steady climb upward. And that's going to appeal to a lot of you out there as well. You know, do you get the deep value? Maybe not. Uh, but you do get a stock that is doing what commodities are supposed to do. And Glencore has a lot less China exposure, and that's probably one of the big reasons why. Now, their catalog is pretty straightforward. What you will get with Glencore is copper, nickel, cobalt, exciting, zinc, lead, oil, and once again, coal. And then rounding off our list of the top five is a company called Anglo-American, which is out of the UK. Now, their prices come down a bit, but very gently and just kind of tapered off to a reasonable level. Not a big drop here, um, but quite the catalog, if I must say. Let's talk about it. Uh, with Anglo-American, you are getting uh, both of your main types of coal, platinum group metals, do you know what those are? They're six. Uh, the, the ones you really have to worry about are platinum, palladium, and rhodium. Um, there's some other smaller ones. Uh, but you're getting those as well. Copper, iron ore, nickel, manganese, and once again, diamonds. And they have, if I recall, a direct contract with uh, De Beers, which is the largest diamond maker in the world. And as I said before, a price has come down a little bit on this company. Not a whole lot. Uh, but certainly, in my opinion, something to put on your radar. Uh, so I have all these on my radar, and I currently have one I really like. This could change as time goes on. Uh, but I don't know how much time we're going to have left before these things start to move up again. And when they do, will we look back on this time and wish we to take an action? It's hard to say, but on this podcast and on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, we've already spoken of things that have already taken off, and we will probably never see those original prices again. So as always, use your charts as best as you can. Make phone calls if you have to. These people are very easy to reach, as you would probably expect. And consider adding one of these to your soccer team. You know, let's say you're into like four or five different commodities. Let's say you love gold, silver, oil, copper, and renewables. You know, that's a lot of soccer teams. <laughs> that's a lot of stocks. I don't know if you have the money or the stomach to have a commodities portfolio that large. You know, having general coverage here is important, and it can check off a lot of the boxes in a very small amount of time. Plus, you need those more defensive plays. I said it before, I think this is just going to be one of those highly slept-on episodes. No, but sleep at your own risk. 
because even within our own little micro community of commodities and crypto enthusiasts, spending your time researching a slower moving mining company might seem crazy, but we are certainly not crazy. We are just early.